What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, March 14th. You can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Fantasy Knockout. We're also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Website is FantasyKnockout.com. Check that out. A lot of cool things going on there. So today's show, we got a good one. But first, I want to talk about how the coronavirus has basically stopped all sports. You know, the NBA, the NHL, March Madness Tournament, many other sporting events, uh, XFL, stuff like that. So the NFL looks to continue everything as normal, except they put a stop to like free agency and scouting traveling, which is like pro days and free agencies going to the, you know, team's locations to discuss the upcoming free agency, which is what today's show is all about. But, you know, it's a very serious situation with the coronavirus. I hope that everyone is taking the correct precautions and being smart and safe with this. But enough being said, I'm here to talk fantasy football. Just get get out of that uh, panic a little bit and what glued to the news and stuff. So let's talk some news real quick. News with views. The collective bargaining agreement... There are no plans to delay the start of the new league year, uh, which is coming up. So the NFLPA, their vote for the CBA is scheduled is still scheduled for this Saturday, March 14th, today uh, at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. So also the legal tampering period will begin Monday, and the new league year will start on Wednesday, March 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern. So that's when everything will start, and we'll start. Uh, we'll, we'll hear about free agent signing uh, a couple days before that, but um, after that, that's when all the official announcements will be made. Uh, there's a couple little bit of news here. So tight end Delaney Walker, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, he was released. And they the Titans are going to save $6.4 million by doing so. They also released their defensive end, Cameron Wake, to save another $5.6 million. And then they also released running back Deion Lewis to save $4 million. So it looks like they're making room for a big contract for somebody. Any ideas who? <laughs> it's probably Derrick Henry. Uh, I'm sure they'll sign maybe a quarterback. Who knows? And then the last bit of news is tight end Jimmy Graham of the Green Bay Packers. He was released. Who? And so the, basically the Packers are going to save $8 million in cap space by doing so. Are you guys ready? Main event. All right. So on March 16th. Teams will be able to contact pending free agents despite their contracts not expiring with their current teams until March 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern. This is known as the legal tampering period. I put quotes up if you guys didn't see that. (laughs) Because they're technically still under contract. Um, We will hear a lot of rumors in, in between March 16th and 18th through the 18th. But nothing will become technically official until the new... Until the new league year starts, which is at 4 p.m. Eastern on March 18th, like I just said earlier. So most of the rumors you hear are going to be correct. Um, But players can change their minds before a new league year, such as it has happened in the past. Do you guys remember Frank Gore, who did that a few years back? He was rumored to be signing with the Eagles, and then he ultimately changed his mind and went to the Colts instead. Kind of interesting. All right, so... We're going to talk free agency, uh, what players could move to new teams, new locations. It's always exciting because it's it's the hope of something new and shiny that's different from your 
team. But first, there's some terminology that's going to be could be confusing if you don't if you're not familiar with a lot of this uh, free agency speak and talk. So we're just going to get right into it. I'm going to basically go through a quick uh, definition of some of these terms that hopefully it ex- it helps you guys understand it a little better. So salary cap. So each team has a set amount of limited money they can spend per year on player salaries. Okay, so I think this year it's like 190 million or something like that. So then there's another term called dead money. Typically when a player is cut or traded, dead money is the guaranteed money left on a player's contract at the time he is let go. This money will count against that team's salary cap, so it can hurt that team's cap for that year. Unrestricted free agent. They are players with expired contracts and are free to sign with any team they please. Then there is a restricted free agent, which is a little more confusing. They are tied down unless the team allows them to become an unrestricted free agent. So tied down would be receiving a round tender or franchise tag. Okay, so a tender is the free agent can negotiate with other teams, but the original team has an option to match any deal and will receive that round selection that they put on the free agent if it's if uh, if they opt out to match the deal. So I'll give you an example. So like the New Orleans Saints, they put a first round tender on quarterback Taysom Hill, which means Taysom Hill is still able to go out and negotiate with other teams other than the New Orleans Saints. And if those teams are willing to Pay, you know, they come up with the contract and they are willing to give up their first round pick to the New Orleans Saints. They can receive Taysom Hill. Okay. Then there's the franchise tag. This is a designation a team may apply to a player scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent. Basically, the tag option allows the team an extended bargaining period for a player they feel is key to their team. So they put this on, they get in that. That player gets, uh, I believe, like the top 5% of that position's salary for the year. And that player has to play with the team for that year. And they they can still negotiate a longer-term contract or then they can let them walk after that. So, like Hunter Henry, he's uh, a lot of word news is coming out that he's going to get the franchise tag for the Chargers. And then there's one last little bit is exclusive rights free agent. Uh, you might not hear that all too often, but it's it's a little confusing. So a player with one or two occurred seasons, they are unable to negotiate with other teams, unlike the restricted free agent. Um, and the current team decides if they want to keep or cut said player. So basically, they don't have any rights at all. The team just gets to decide do they want them or not. Um, so there's your definitions. Let's talk players. All right, so to start off, we're going to go quarterbacks. We're going to start with the juicy, the fun, the exciting. The position that really means the most to the NFL is the quarterbacks. And we're just going to go through alphabetical, so no importance here. So we're going to start at the top, which is Tom Brady of the New England Patriots. So I have him most likely going to the New England Patriots, signing back with them. Some interesting or hot take ideas of where he could sign I have is San Francisco or in Tennessee. So Brady, he's hitting free agency for the first time in his career. 
There have been rumors all over the place suggesting he'll actually leave the Patriots. I can make a case for both scenarios. At 43 years old, it'd be awfully tough for him to walk into a brand new system with a brand new pass catcher or pass catchers and basically start all over. While on the other hand, his ego gets the best of him and he needs to prove himself without Uncle Bill. All right, the next one is Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. He is technically a free agent, but he is already committed to signing back with the Saints. So I'm not going to exhaust any time really there because we know he's going to be with the Saints. Uh, So there's no real need to talk about this anymore. The next one is Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to receive the franchise tag or a long-term deal from the Cowboys. I do not see him leaving at all. So as of now, he's slated to be a free agent. But he's not going to get there. All right. The next one is Philip Rivers of the Los Angeles Chargers. Most likely landing spot for him I have is Tampa Bay. Another great place would be Indianapolis. So after a borderline Hall of Fame career, many are wondering if Rivers is at the end of the rope at 38 years old. I mean, not everyone can be Tom Brady and play well into their 40s. Still, Rivers threw just 23 touchdowns in 2019 which was his lowest total since back in 2007. While his 20 interceptions were the second highest total of his career, wherever he goes, they need to have a sturdy offensive line in place. From Rivers' standpoint, this is his last uh, shot to win a title. All right, the next quarterback we have is Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans. So after posting the fourth best quarterback rating of all time, Tannehill hit the open market. He completed 70.3% of his passes while averaging 9.6 yards per attempt with the Titans last year and led them to the AFC Championship game. Many are suggesting it's too small of a sample size after he was a mediocre quarterback with the Dolphins, but he's going to get paid handsomely by someone. I most likely have him going back to Tennessee and continuing what he did there Fun and interesting places for him to go would be Indianapolis. Uh, If Tom Brady leaves, then New England would be a possible suit. So those are fun ideas that uh, where Tannehill could go. And the last quarterback we're going to talk about is Jameis Winston, formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It appears the Bucs are going to let Winston explore free agency. Though I can't say it'd be petty. The Chargers just moved on from Rivers for turning the ball over too much. The Titans want to go with a run-heavy approach. Bill Belichick might kick Winston off the field mid-game. The Colts are a possibility, though I've tied them to Phillip Rivers. Sure, Winston may have been just the eighth quarterback in NFL history to throw for over 5,000 yards in a season, but he was also the fifth quarterback to throw 30 interceptions. So most likely in the landing spot is Tampa Bay. I'd like to see him back there with Arians. He did well enough. Um, my hot take place for him would be Carolina. Um, you know, if they move on from Cam Newton, and I think Carolina would be a great place for him. Um, other notable quarterbacks on the market are Teddy Bridgewater, whom I believe is going to stay with the Saints. And then you have Marcus Mariota also, who I think is going to go to the West Coast, maybe to the Chargers or the Raiders as a backup. All right, so let's talk some running backs. Kenyon Drake of the Arizona Cardinals. Many took notice of Drake when in Arizona, but truth be told, he was doing pretty well in Miami. He played just eight games with the Cardinals, 
but his career average is 4.77 yards per carry, which ranks 15th all-time among running backs with 450-plus career carries. The Cardinals are well aware of how good he is and want to retain him even though they have David Johnson under a hefty contract. There should be plenty of interest in the 26-year-old with just 456 career carries on his frame. So the most likely landing spot for Drake is Arizona, but I have um, Kansas City, maybe Atlanta or Detroit possibilities, you know, fun fantasy possibilities for Drake. And the next running back we have is Melvin Gordon, formerly of the Chargers. So the Chargers showed no interest in paying Gordon last offseason, which led to a holdout, and they still didn't budge. Him re-signing with the Chargers is highly unlikely. Though it might be the best thing for his value, there aren't very many vacancies around the league, and there are multiple running backs in the draft who are able to take over as workhorses right away. Gordon is going to be 27 years old in April, uh, so this is likely his last big contract. While the Chargers' offensive line didn't help, Gordon has averaged more than 3.9 yards per carry just once in his five-year career. He, he's likely going to be involved in a heavily timeshare with a new team. The landing spot most that makes most sense for me is Buffalo Bills. Um, some fun other ones would be like Tampa Bay or maybe the Houston Texans. Could be interesting there. Derrick Henry, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. So will the Titans use their franchise tag on Henry? That's the question right now. As it appears, the two are extremely far apart in contract talks. Henry reportedly wants $90 million with at least $50 million in guarantees. That isn't going to happen. He made his case to be paid quite handsomely in free agency after leading the NFL with 1,540 rushing yards in the regular season and then destroying the competition in the playoffs. But knowing he doesn't offer much in the passing game will eliminate him from contention on some other teams. So I see Henry back in Tennessee. I see them. They've already made some moves to free up some space. I see them bringing him back. Um, An interesting place for him would be Houston. Maybe Indianapolis would be good up there. Next running back is going to be Jordan Howard of the Philadelphia Eagles. So is he healthy? That's the question many will be asking. As Howard was forced to miss the final seven games of the regular season with a shoulder slash neck issue. The Eagles would know about his health better than anyone. So if he doesn't resign with them, it's a bit worrisome. So I, again, I have Howard pegged to go right back to Philly. If not there, if he's you know healthy, then maybe Tennessee or Detroit could use him. All right, we got two more running backs. So Carlos Hyde of the Houston Texans. There was a reason Hyde didn't work out so well with the Chiefs, as he's not a particularly talented pass catcher. That will limit the number of teams interested in him. Though there are plenty who have timeshares where he can handle some early down work, his 1,070 yards and six touchdowns with the Texans last year proved he still has gas left in the tank. So I see Carlos Hyde going to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a nice landing spot where he can get that first down work and it's complimentary back to Miles Sanders. Or he goes back to Houston or maybe up to Detroit. And then you got Lamar Miller. So coming off an ACL injury at the at the age of 29 as a free agent seems less than ideal. Because of that, Miller is going to have to take a short-term deal with a team that already has a running back in place. 
Miller's best days were when he was involved in a timeshare as he averaged 4.59 yards a carry with the Dolphins. That was from 2012 to 2015. Miller would make a he would make for a solid and likely cheap insurance plan. So he's going to be a backup running back. So a good spot for him, maybe Tampa Bay as an early down back there. Maybe the Chargers to complement Austin Eckler. Or up in Detroit to complement Carrion Johnson. All right, let's talk some wideouts now. All right, so Robbie Anderson, formerly of the New York Jets. The Jets reportedly want to retain Anderson, but it seems unlikely he will give them a hometown discount. There are plenty of teams in need for a field stretcher like Anderson. Though his inconsistent effort will turn some teams off, if a team signs him in free agency, they will likely have bigger plans for him. So I see him actually going back to the Jets. That makes the most sense for me. Um, Other teams that possibly interested would be like the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Chargers, and even the Las Vegas Raiders. Next, we got Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. It sure seems like the Cowboys are going to wind up in a bidding war for Cooper's services unless they're able to work out a long-term deal with Prescott before the deadline. So Cooper now has four 1,000-yard seasons through his first five years in the league, and we watched Prescott's game elevate with him there. Knowing that Cooper has seen just 107 and 119 targets over the last two seasons, there would be plenty of teams inquiring about Cooper's service as a true number one wide receiver who's just 25 years old, so a landing spot will be tough to predict because there's going to be a lot of teams. Most likely spot for him, I see, is Dallas. Um, Some good places for him to possibly explore would be Indianapolis, Philadelphia, or Buffalo. All those teams are uh, in a dire need of a number one wide receiver. All right, the next receiver is A.J. Green of the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Bengals plan on franchising Tag Green and knowing that Joe Burrow will be the starting quarterback in 2020. Uh, And that should appeal to him. That should make it easier for the Bengals to get a long-term done or a long-term deal done with him. So most likely landing spot is Cincinnati. Uh, but if that doesn't work out, maybe Buffalo, San Francisco would be kind of interesting, or Indianapolis would be uh, great spots for AJ Green. Then the last one is Emmanuel Sanders, who last played for the 49ers. So he slowed down in production as the year went on. Was it his age catching up to him? He'll be 33 years old this week, so it's only natural. Still, he has posted back-to-back 850-yard seasons, and that appeals to teams that are in in in-it-to-win-it-right-now mode. The 49ers should show interest, though they have some youngsters they need to get on the field, too. Uh, His versatility to be able to play both in the slot and on the perimeter should appeal to teams who move their receivers around regularly. So the most likely landing spot is New England. That's who I have. That's where I have him going with Tom Brady to give him just another solid pass catching option. Uh, other teams interested, possibly like San Francisco, Green Bay, or Philadelphia, would be nice landing spots for him. And we got tight ends now. So we got three tight ends left, and then that's going to wrap it up. Uh, so we're going to talk about Eric Ebron of the Indianapolis Colts. So the Colts GM Chris Ballard said, "We'll probably move on." when asked about Ebron's status with the team. Though a return would be the best case for both ends, Doug Peterson uses tons of two tight end sets, and Ebron is the move tight end. 
in that scenario. So knowing that Ebron isn't much of a blocker, his potential landing spots will be much narrower. And someone like Hunter Henry, if if he were to leave, you know, if if Ebron were to leave the Colts, his value, you know, would take he, basically he's going to take a hit. So Ebron, I see a good spot for him would be like Pittsburgh or Chicago or New England. One of those places would be able to use his services in that manner. And then the next one is Hunter Henry of the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, So it appears the Chargers are going to place the franchise tag on Henry, preventing him from hitting the open market. Though they do want to get a long-term deal done, he has had some issues staying healthy in the NFL, which would likely lower his cost on the open market. Though he'd still get plenty with his skill set. All right, so if he gets tagged, that means he's staying with the Chargers. If for some reason he doesn't, my hot take, I'd like to see him like a New England Give Brady a, another great uh, tight end. Yeah, not quite Gronk level, but a great pass catching tight end. Or Washington could use his services down in down over there. And the last one is Austin Hooper, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons. It was somewhat shocking to hear that the Falcons are going to allow Hooper go into the free agency pool. Not that he's worthy of a franchise tag, but they were the team that drafted him. And it's fair to say he lived up to the expectations they would have had. And a return to the Falcons would be the best case scenario for his fantasy value. So most likely is maybe New England. I'd like to see him actually back in Atlanta or Indianapolis, possibly Green Bay would be interested in him. So we'll kind of see. So giving you guys an idea of where some of these players will go or ideas or thoughts, hit me up. I want to hear where some of your hot takes, where would you like to see some of these guys wind up? If I mentioned, if I didn't mention a team, let me know. I want to, I'm curious to see what your guys' takes on that is. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Um, The next show we got is free agency recap because the free agency period will have started and we'll recap what players signed and where they went. And we'll talk fantasy implications on that. So thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. It really helps the show get a little bit more recognition. Hashtag dominate your league. All right. Till next time. See ya.